Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 97th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. And today this hand is, again, from a $1,500 buy-in World Series of Poker event I played last year. The blinds are 1,000, 2,000. And with a 57,000 chip stack, I make it 4,500 from third position. And then a tight, aggressive kid in the low jack seat decides to call. He has a lot of chips. And a lady who I do not know also calls in the big blind. So three ways to the flop. Pot's going to be about 14,000. Flop comes 10-9-6, two spades, giving me a set. I decide to bet 6,000 into the 14,000 pot. This leaves me with 52,000 chips. And notice that if I make any reasonable bet on the turn, assuming I get called, pot will be 22,000 going to the turn, so I can bet something like 15,000 or 14,000 on the turn. And that will easily allow me to get my stack in by the river. So always make a point to think ahead about how you plan to build the pot. Um, because whenever you have the nuts, or any time, really, you want to make it such that you can realistically get your stack in by the river if you feel like it. Usually you're not going to want to, but you would at least like to have that option. So anyway, I bet 6000 Seems like a pretty standard bet. And only the tight aggressive kid calls. So pot's now 29000 going to the turn. And the turn is a three of diamonds, which is a complete blank. Looks like the video fast-forwarded a little bit. But anyway, I decided to bet 13000 into the 30000 chip pot. Again, you can see now that I bet my opponent called. Um, pot is 55000 and I have a nice 33000 stack left that I can easily shove the river if I feel like it. Um, when my opponent calls a turn, I generally assume he has a very strong hand that he likes a pretty good amount. Probably something like... An overpair, a marginal overpair like queens or jacks, maybe hand like ace 10, maybe jack 10, and then a lot of draws. But really, he shouldn't have too many draws, mainly the big ace x of spades, maybe king queen of spades, king jack of spades, and then queen jack of spades. He could also have ace 7. I think calling in his spot with ace 7 would be a pretty sweet play because it would rope me in with pretty much all of my hands. So. I don't necessarily think that I'm beat at the moment, but I have to be aware that I could be beat. However, given my hand is effectively the stone top of my range, I am not trying to fold in this spot. River is a five of spades, completing the obvious flush. Now at this point, I have to ask myself, will my opponent call if I go all in with an overpair, like if he has an overpair or a top pair? And I would venture to say that he's probably not going to call. If he has a draw, he's going to that got there, of course. He's going to call every time. And if he has a busted draw, he's never going to call. So I want to ask myself, is there a way that I can get money into this pot when my opponent has marginal one pairs and busted draws? And I think the only way we can go about having that happen is to check. You may think that our opponent will only bet if he has a flush on the river, but I do not think that is the case. I think a lot of players, especially players who think on a somewhat... You know, like, not necessarily blatantly straightforward, but straightforward enough to where they realize, oh, this is a scary card, I should probably bet this. Against players like that, you really want to do everything you can to give them the opportunity to bluff. And given that this card should be very bad for me and reasonably good for my opponent, I think we want to check and let our opponent perhaps take a stab at it. So I do check, and my opponent does indeed go all in. And 
like I said, the plan here is not to fold. The plan is to call. And I recognize we are going to be out a decent amount of the time. But remember, the pot was 55000 and our opponent was betting th- our 33000 stack into it. So to figure out how often we need to call, or how often we need to have the best hand to justify calling, you take the 33 our opponent's putting in, plus the 55 pot, equals, plus our 33. So now we do 33 divided by 121 equals. So we need to have the best hand 27% of the time or more to justify calling. And are there busted draws that missed? There certainly are. Queen Jack, maybe King Jack, maybe King Queen all missed. So there are at least some hands. Also, our opponent may decide to turn a hand like 9-8 or 9-7 into a bluff. He may even decide to turn a hand like Ace-10 into a bluff, which I think would be pretty optimistic, but some players do. Anyway, I imagine we're going to be against enough bluffs to justify calling. Also notice there really aren't that many combinations of good spade hands. There's Ace-King of Spades, which he maybe would throw at preflop. Ace-Queen of Spades, same story, maybe threw at that preflop. Then Ace-Jack of Spades. King-Queen of Spades, King-Jack of Spades, Queen-Jack of Spades. And that's about it. So there really aren't very many combinations of realistic hands our opponent should show up with that are the nuts in the spot. So I think this is a pretty clear call. Anytime there are very few value hands your opponent can have, and you think your opponent at least has some propensity to bluff, you should probably look them up. So we do look them up. We put our tournament life on the line, and... Our opponent turns over king-10 of diamonds for top pair that he decided to turn into a bluff. And it's kind of interesting that our opponent recognized that on the river, he is likely not in amazing shape whenever the board runs out like this. He loses to all of my overpairs, which, if you think about my value betting range, should be mostly overpairs and sets. And the only way you can win the pot is to bet. A lot of players look at this spot and think, exactly that, the only way I can win is to bet. And then they go for it. They don't necessarily think about which hands I will make the hero call with. And I actually, in this spot, I'm probably making the hero call with all over pairs and all two pair and better. So a spot where I don't think my opponent's bluff is going to work too often at all. If you like Weekly Poker Hand, I definitely suggest you check out my new interactive poker coaching program, which you can find at pokercoaching.com, and that there will be a lot of interactive quizzes, and also homework questions for you to answer that I will review in monthly webinars. So check that out. Again, if you like this podcast, which hopefully you do, you are here on episode 97. Um, I I think you'll enjoy it. So be sure to check it out at pokercoaching.com. Thank you very much for being here today, and I'll talk to you next week.